I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You and I, we get to hang out on a Saturday. Oh. God, it's the first time in a while. I, I'm selling my house. Got an offer. In. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, well done. No worries, man. God. Really excited about that. Better late than never. <laughs> yeah, better late than never. And hopefully I'm moving to Notting Hill. Did you find a place? Found, found, found a two-bedroom really cool place in Notting Hill. Sweet. Yeah. That's cool. Listen, I just want to let you know I have a spare room. Oh, you do? Yeah. That's sweet, man. I have a spare room, do you know? So, so you try to market it on the podcast? No, I'm trying to. If anyone wants to live with Jamie, for fuck's sake, I just I th- like. Do you want to potentially move in with me? Well, that's sweet. Uh, well, I, I'd have to see the room first, but I've actually got a a place to live. <laughs> but I mean, maybe sometimes you know I could come and come and. No, stay, unless you live there. Over. Unless you live there, you're not staying there. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Well. Um, uh, well, it would be nice to have you as a as a neighbour. Shadow, you. I, I shadow abuse you if I see you on the street. That's what I'm yeah. going to do. Well, that's for, actually. I hope you'll be welcome. Yeah, I will be welcome. In, in, I'm cool. In, in I'm cool. Every, if they're going to make a parade of forget Notting Carnival, Notting Hill Carnival, Notting Carnival, <laughs> Notting Carnival, Notting Carnival, forget Nottingham Carnival. <laughs> ah, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, the hundred and. You, did you move so you can be closer to uh, to, to you to uh, me? We've nearly done 150 episodes. This is 143rd episode. So we've got seven left. It's not not you do the math. Not seven seven left forever. Just until we hit 100, we're going to go forever. <laughs> hey, uh, I thought we were going to end on 150. Yeah, uh, well, no. We just also want to say a big thank you to all of you listeners who tune in every single week because, especially you, yes, you. We're talking to you. Who's Sounds listening like you're signing right now. them up for the army. Yes, you, you, you signing up. Uh, I was speaking to the listener. I know you were. You, that, that's right, you. I just... Listening there with your ears, like, like you always do. Keep it up, because we're doing this for you. Yeah, you guys are great. Honestly, really, really, thank you You've so got to much. refer to them in the singular, so we think, they think we're talking to them directly. Thank you, Janet. But it's a two-way street, because uh, firstly, they hopefully get entertained each week. And sometimes more. Oh, do they do? And we, we just, we just make sweet, sweet money. 
Yeah. We don't really. Kidding. I wish we did. We just do it for the love of it, team. That's what we do. Yeah, we do make some money. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, listen, we had the lovely Joe Lysett on the podcast today. Joe is a hilarious comedian. He is. But a we person. would do it for free, just to clarify. I love it how sometimes when we have a conversation, I go into a completely separate point and then you cut back in with the point that we were talking about before. You know, because sometimes things, you know, just ruminate in my mind <laughs> whilst you're talking. And it's not it's not to say that I'm not also paying attention to what you said. I know. We had Joe Lysett on the podcast. Because we pod- had, obviously, Joe Lysett on, on the podcast. podcast. Joe is an incredible comedian. Hilarious. Honestly, hilarious. I love his letters. That's one of, one of his... His, uh, his letters to you. Yes, his letters <laughs> that I receive almost on a daily basis. It's almost he, like his full-time job. Is he does a very clever, funny stand-up where he replies to emails, unwanted emails. Um, he also does lots of TV shows like Sewing Bee on BBC. Uh, he does another show for Channel 4. He does lots of things. He does eight, he's done 8 out of 10. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. He's on TV a lot. He's on TV a lot. He, and he's on our podcast Today. Now today today so we had the lovely joe joe thank you for coming on we really really appreciate it um, also before we start the podcast we want to give a big shout out to the davis family detective agency the family history experts especially will davis coleman who you'll find out in the podcast i thought he was a gynecologist no it's genealogist i know i thought he was a gynecologist because i read it wrong. he's a genealogist but he's very kindly uh, done our family trees yeah. And I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't ruin it. People will make up their own minds, but I guess mine is a bit more illustrious than don't, that. don't ruin it. But he did our family too. We're going to read that out. We talk about hand jobs, we talk about hotels, uh, mixed in with uh, dogs, which is bizarre. Uh, so hope you enjoyed it. Also, we would like to say that uh, first, I think we can say it now Merry Christmas, everybody. No, we can't say that now. Yeah, oh, Ugh, no. fuck. Christmas. There it's not we go. Christmas today. It's nearly Christmas. Um, but thank you so much for all of the little prezzies and gifts and things that we get sent in. We are going to read them out uh, on our Christmas episode, which is very exciting. If you would like, could you please address it to uh, private parts? That would be very lovely. And the address is The Print Rooms, 164 to 180 Union Street, London, S. E one zero L H. That would be very lovely. Uh follow us on Instagram at private podcast. Uh and follow me on Instagram, Francis.bull. Um, follow me on Instagram, Jamie. We Lane. do have a new batch of Yoshi Cider in, which you can order now <laughs> uh, from my website, Yoshisider.com. Yeah. Love that little plug. It wasn't a plug, I was just informing the 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 uh, public. Hey, hey f- inform them. It's going to get drunk on your cider. We're drunk on love, buddy. Hey, I tell you what, you're going to be drunk on this episode because it's a hilarious one. Get ready for it, people! Here it is. Joe Lysett, Francis? Joe Lysett, Francis. (laughs) Joe Lysett on? Francis. (laughs) So I, yeah, I've stopped. I've stopped drinking at the moment because, um, I don't know. I don't, I think it's more where I now have a lot of thoughts. Yes. Yeah. In my head. Whereas before I didn't have as many mm. thoughts and it's only been a month. But I also thought that when you gave up for a month, you would feel just amazing. And how do you feel? Not amazing. I just feel normal. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I feel normal. Yeah. And, and boring. I feel, I feel normal and boring. That's yeah. what I feel. Well, that, yeah. that's, that's what I've always found when I do dry January and I do um, occasionally when I'm working particularly hard, I will do periods of um, dry Joe. And, uh, is that what you call it? From now, do you look in the mirror and go, "Hey, this is Dry Joe." Hi, this is Dry Joe with <laughs> far, far better skin and um, quite dark. terrible social life. Um, yeah, I just find you get to about half nine, ten o'clock in a pub, 
with people who are drinking and they become unbearable. <laughs> and if you're not drinking alongside them, you wish them death. <laughs> yeah, you immediate want- death. <laughs> I went to I went to Winter Wonderland. Have you been to Winter Wonderland yet? No, I can't imagine anything worse, particularly sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we should go together sober. I should bring. Are dry. you finding on a date? Yeah, Joe. I'm hey, not for it. I I don't want to bring you, Joe. I want to bring Dry Joe. I want to bring Dry Joe. Dry Joe on a <clears> date <throat> to Winter Wonderland. On a date to Winter Wonderland, and I was there. And you go into this big thing, like which is a big like beer tent, right? You go into this big beer tent, mm. and everyone's dancing there, and people are, like singing and all these different things. And I had a Red Bull, mm. and. Wow, I haven't... Interesting choice. Yeah, why? Well, because I thought I needed some energy. And I had a Red Bull. And then I had another Red Bull. And I thought I was honestly going to take off. I cannot... You had three Red Bulls. I had three yeah. Red Bulls. Did you ever do when you were studying the sort of pro plus triple drop? <clears throat> oh, yeah. When you were trying to get through the night to re- revise for an well, exam or You used to snort it. And- <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go bigger than you. I, had, I used to take Ritalin. Wow! I I found this guy. What when you were studying? When I was studying, yeah, I okay. I, I found this this guy was selling this stuff called B fifty two Ritalin, and mm. and he he had this guy, this guy, this guy. Oh, I yeah. don't know why B fifty twos. I don't I don't know why I'm making it sound a bit different. He wasn't some guy. This guy called Mike. I knew him. He was he was in um the hall. Mike, did yeah, he yeah. drug dealer. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't a drug dealer. He just had ADHD and. <laughs> He wasn't even selling it. I didn't really buy from him. I don't know why I've made it so mysterious. <clears throat> he... I'd love that as a defence in court. I'm not a drug dealer. I have ADHD. <laughs> I can't help it. And pockets full of ketamine. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate sort of details of our lives. I am so excited I'm going to bang the table. Don't do that. Well, I've just did it. So. Wow. We have Joe Lyson on the podcast. Have you been on Ritalin? <laughs> no. I, I might take it so I can just focus on you. Um, Joe, thank you so much for coming on, man. Listen, oh, and, a and pleasure. A, giving up a Saturday morning. I mean, they're there to be given up. Yes. I don't think Saturdays well, are there to be given up, though. I feel like Saturdays should be a time for yourself. Well, um, as, as I was saying to you before we started recording the podcast, I find podcasts really fun to do, and I find them they are... Um, edifying and uh, it's sort of therapy for me so I'm, you... I'm hoping to get um, a therapy session out of this but for free well just, just quickly for Francis edifying edifying means like um, you learn things yeah there you go Francis it, well actually it means uh, it means to build up no I, I know what it means I just thought yeah. you might not know what it means so ed- an edifice is a structure strong mm-hmm. structure so edifying means to build a structure there See, you go I didn't even know the Word I'd used. <laughs> you didn't even know. But Joe, you, you I, are... I'm not sure I'm going to build a structure during yeah. during this podcast. But you were saying that because when you, you, you because you're so structured in all your shows, you can just go, ah, and you can kind of let loose and do all those yeah. different things, which is kind of a good feeling, right? Yeah, because uh, I'm doing a lot of television at the minute. All and, right. Um, yeah. I'm doing so much television. <laughs> I'm incredibly successful. I don't know. I don't know how clear I can make that. And um, you should try it sometime. It's fantastic. <laughs> Believe me, I am trying. <laughs> France has just done coach trip, so have you? How well, was it? Sorry, Jamie, I just won coach. Oh, sorry, trip. I just won coach. Congratulations! Trip. I, I didn't mean to win. It was actually a, a mistake. <laughs> it's the guy. What's the name of the dude that runs? Brendan. Brendan. Yeah, what's he like in a, real he's life? He's a legend. Is yeah, he? yeah, yeah, he's a legend. Because yeah. sometimes with people like that, they're really lovely and charming on camera, and then in real life, 
Oh dear. No, he's so he's so, and he, and he he would be one of those I'd be worried about. He's so wise, and he's he was telling me all the all these these stories about being uh, persecuted for being gay in the sixties. Quite right. Yeah. Quite right. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Wait, hang on. Who who do you, do we do we meet some people that sometimes when you when you when you hear about them or say about them they're really like lively, and then when you meet them in person you're like you're not quite the same. Oh yeah, I mean like I, I'm definitely not like I am on stage in real life because that would be ridiculous. <laughs> like I, I, would, I wouldn't be it able would, to function. It would, it would wear thin. It would wear thin very quickly <laughs> if I'm sort of gurning around the aisles of Tesco. Um, <laughs> So we all put on a bit of an act, don't we? And I've, I've been talking about this recently about um, with a friend of mine about being sort of agreeable and um, charming and making people sort of feel at ease is something that comics generally are quite good at because we are our jobs are to sort of make people happy, I suppose, mm. or to make people laugh. And sometimes that comes to the detriment of actually internally you're going like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> and you, but sometimes you have to sort of um, suppress that in, in order to... And um, how did we get onto this? I know what you mean, though, because what you were saying is about... Because I'm totally with you. I, I find an issue sometimes, right? This is what I've worked out, is that having done... Having been... <laughs> I was about to say... Wait for it. <laughs> having been a comedian, <laughs> having done reality tv shows and done tv where you are somewhat of a persona right you're yes. somewhat of a persona on camera and things like that because it's you have to make entertainment like you being a comedian i find it quite i found it for a while quite hard to separate the yeah. two yeah and so you then get a sort of psychological issue where you're kind of going okay the the way people find me funny and like me is how they see me on tv so surely i have to be like that in real life for yeah. people to like me and i think it would be what i remember when i was a what's kid what's giving you the impression that people like you just because all the tweets i get <laughs> I get so all many tweets i get so yeah, many that's the only evidence you have i get so many tweets <laughs> i get so many of them no one even tweets anymore yeah i know but i get loads mm. and so many snapchats I like you. I can say that as a as a person to another person. I don't need to tweet to you. I think you're a nice person. I enjoy your company. I enjoy you your company. There you go. What do you think about Francis? I um, I'm I'm reading him as <laughs> as the podcast goes on. I will decide at the end. I can't wait. <laughs> the jury's out. <clears throat> Please say at the end that you hate him because that would really make my day. But I had this psych- be, uh, you know. I I had this psychological issue, right? Well, not psychological, but I, it became an issue. But I think I remember when I was a kid. I remember people saying to me, "Oh." The the actually the, the the saddest people in the world. This is not including you, Joe. But the saddest people in the world are comedians. Mm. And I remember someone going to me, but no, but they're so funny. So how can they be that way? Mm. But actually, it, it must be a really hard thing to go on stage, always try and be funny because your job is to be funny, mm. and then come off stage and switch that off. Yeah. And how do you do that? How do you learn to do that? Quite easily, uh, alcohol helps. But also, I, I do I do contest the idea that uh, comics are sort of the sad clown um, cliche, because yeah, there are lots of depressed um, comics out there, but there are lots of depressed yeah mechanics and depressed carpenters and like the depression and sadness is something that hits a lot of people at different times in their lives, and I think. Uh, it's maybe more stark in comics because you can see 
that they're trying to put on a brave face. Whereas if you're a mechanic, you can just... And I it's mean, more ironic. Mechanics, <laughs> yeah. Are just, even if they're not depressed, they present that they are. <laughs> so you, so, so as, a, as a comic, it's actually about sadder because you just know they're sad. You're, yeah, going, yeah. Oh, you're just trying not to be sad. Yeah, but, which I think is, there's something quite beautiful about that, you know, that sort of fighting against the sadness with comedy. I think comedy is a mm. great uh, weapon against sadness. Well, and it's also a unifying force, right? If, if you're, you're telling a joke on stage, you know, everyone in the room is sharing that moment yes. together. Yes. And, and they're sort of all all noticing a commonality in their their respective yeah. lives. It's yeah. kind of like a, a, it's community. A, a momentary touchstone of community. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But but also your your comedy. I remember the we met. You probably won't remember this. The first time I think we ever met was it was a stand up to can- cancer uh, gig, and we both went on stage yeah. together. And we had to do some sort of quiz. Oh yes, and it was in with, this. And was we, it with Alan Carr? It was Alan. I think it was Alan Carr. And we went on stage. I had to, all I remember was I had to dangle a pair of balls, not my balls, like some some handmade balls, over the edge of a balcony and everyone was just looking at me like what the hell are you doing and yeah. I didn't know what I was doing it was and one then... of those uh, sort of rushed format ideas that they have to sort of fill out those long telethons with mm. and go it'll be fine and then suddenly you're on live television going it's not fine <laughs> and I'm <laughs> and I'm on screen and all the people that came up with this idea are nowhere to be seen. <laughs> and I'm the only one who's looking stupid. Yes, no yes. one else. I'm dangling balls off a balcony. <laughs> hey, I because was somebody in a television production company went, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> I was dangling these balls over the edge, and the the producer behind the camera was looking at me, and he was looking at me, and he was going, he was pointing at the camera, going. Three, two, one. I was like, well, what do I say? Yeah. So, so, I, so I, then I went, hello. <laughs> I didn't, no, as if it was morning, as yeah. if it was the beginning of the show. I didn't know what to do. Mm. And that was the first time we'd ever yes, met. Yes, that's when we... I sort of feel like we met before I think that, we did on, meet like, before that. some pilot of something. We did. We met, we, well, that, the first time we actually had like a sort of funny sort of romance together. Mm. Was that a meet cute was it was that moment but then but joe but for you you have because you your and your stand at the first time i saw was when uh i came and watched jack whitehall oh, of show. course yes i supported him quite a few times and you supported the him yeah, there yeah. and you do this very funny thing where you will read out letters or things that are sent to you and you respond mm. in a certain way how did you kind of get your comedy to that because that's not like the sort of the normal no um i i always did like reading i i I love the internet and I love um, playing with the internet and I think it's a fascinating part of um, uh, our sort of psyche now as sort of the modern humans, the way we use the internet and what it reveals about us and it's, a lot of it's really ugly but I kind of li- it's nice to know that how ugly we are um, and I think it can be played with. So I, like, in my very first stand-up routine, I had a, a thing about Amazon reviews of the um, complete works of Shakespeare. And some <laughs> of the reviews, you can imagine, are ridiculous. Like what? Like what? I can't actually remember, but they, a lot of them were like, this is long and boring and like <laughs> this is like lots just lots of stuff that's just not useful to anyone but it's very funny um this is long and boring yeah i it's better than that some of it was excellent i can't remember any of it it's about 10 years ago and i used to do that routine but so reading things out from paper or whatever and i did poetry and all sorts of stuff so i i i, I always had reading things out and then it just became something that i 
really enjoyed doing. I, I found that I had a confidence in writing an email that I didn't have in mm. in real life that um, uh, allowed some sort of uh, comedic flourishes that I didn't yeah. uh, in terms of phrase. When you can think about your response to yeah. something and can really craft it and make a point, I love doing that. And so it's sort of that's become a bit of a thing and I still do it and I, I do it without doing stand-up i'd still yeah. do it I, <laughs> no, no, you yeah. still do it you still I, no, do I, I loved it like thinking of a just ridiculous response to, yeah to, to, to it just it's just it, to amuse myself often, yeah yeah but, but <laughs> what, what was the time francis when you you wrote a response and sent it by accident what was that oh yeah 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 so, <laughs> yeah, so, I, so I used to just do, like i'd read an email from someone uh you know maybe it's sort of a, a work a work email and then i i just I just write what I thought would be the most hilarious response to Great. his email. Yeah. And then I remember I was down I was down in Ghana at the time. I went to show my business partner that was like, look, read that uh, re- response. And as I was handing it over, I accidentally <laughs> sent it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. And I was like, oh no, oh no. Because it was like, a, you know, it was, it was, um, it was, it was not, uh, it was not a relationship that one could joke around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and what was the repercussion of that? Uh, he disagreed with everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Strongly. Did you, did you Actually, not, in the strongest nice, terms. Though, isn't that like bring like a bit of spice to life when things like that happen? I feel like it is. Did you, did you not say to him, look, I'm really sorry. Sorry, yeah, I said, sorry I'm, that was my friend. Yeah, but what, what do you, yeah. I sounded like such a, it sounded so ridiculous. Yeah, sorry. I didn't actually mean to write any of that. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah. It I had an accident. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. So, so, I, I like uh, th- things like that, I think are wonderful. Yeah. And I think there's little things you can do to, uh, you don't have to write the whole email as something ridiculous. Yeah. You can just put little things in. A thing that I'm doing at the minute is I'm, I like to sort of, I hate sort of signing off an email. It's like, hope you're well or yeah. all of that. Like, like, I'm so bored of all of that. And the thing I've started doing now is, uh, do you, uh, did you watch Game of, Thro- uh, Game of Thrones? No, dragons no. don't exist. Okay, fine. Um, so there's a line in it where somebody gets assassinated um, and it's like they're stabbed and it sort of reveals that there's um, been like a kind of um, a conspiracy going on because as they're stabbed, the person stabbing them goes, the Lannisters send their regards, which uh, is like a family, an evil family that have taken, yeah. you know, twisted the thing. And I like to end my emails now with a different sort of shit celeb <laughs> sends their regards <laughs> as if they've done, so like Martin Clune sends his regards. <laughs> Like, and it, it doesn't make sense to the person who's received the email. They just sort of see like a weird sign off to an email. But I'll finish like quite an important work, sensible email with like Chris Akabusi sent his regards. <laughs> isn't that, for, isn't that a, a line from The Sopranos where he goes, where he comes and stands and goes, Tony Soprano sends his regards. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like that. But like but, some weird celeb. Who is Debbie it? McGee sends her regards. <laughs> Does anyone respond saying, sorry, what? Uh, they often will because they sort of think that they're in some sort of joke thing which I suppose they are they yeah. try and sort of guess what the joke is so they'll say oh thank thank Debbie for her regards and send them back or whatever which I quite enjoy do you do you find it um uh, you know when people um when you meet new people and they know you're a comedian mm. and they think they're quite funny mm. they try and make you laugh it's unbearable and <laughs> and, and it is you know some, sometimes the most cringeworthy thing because yeah. it's so apparent that they're trying to like mm. you know they're trying to well, get your they, approval they actually do that they yeah. do that and, and the, uh, the other thing is like offering up their material like oh you should have this yeah. you should use this <laughs> 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As if I would go up to, I don't know, a, a plumber and say, oh, you should, you should try this tubing that I've brought. Uh, I'm very much not the expert in plumbing. I will leave you to do it. Do they just do people actually do that? They come up to you yes. and they suggest that this is the sort of material, or, or, or they'll or they'll tell you a joke that someone else has done like yes. ten years before. It's like, yeah, you should you should do that. Yeah, set. yeah, and they're re- repeating Mac- Michael McIntyre <laughs> to you or something. Yeah. I, I've worked on my very brief time doing stand up. My two times I've ever done it. <laughs> I've worked out that I now what I do is I I, oh, I, did, I did this. I did it to you downstairs. I will explain what happened in a certain part. And they go, huh? And I go, well, let me tell you it. And then I will recite the routine to them and expecting for everyone to laugh. And I was sort of at the end go, huh? Yeah, yeah. And they just go, well, it's obviously not that No, funny. you can't. If you, you've, got to, you've got to work it into conversation as though it's like natural. Mm. Yes, I, well, I can't work it in because I still sort of have If you to... say this was the bit I did on stage, then everyone's expecting it to be funny. Yeah. I'm saying it like but I'm you, reciting it. puts it. a lot of pressure on it um, when you do it like because yeah there's well there's a lot of pressure because because it, it, firstly it wasn't funny on stage let alone yeah let it's, alone it's, it's, when it's i do of, it in, in it's kind of a you know wonder why you actually repeated to people when it didn't work on stage when i was writing it sitting in the corinthia hotel and I, weirdly i was i basically i wrote my first script or stand-up bit in the corinthia hotel because i was in the corinthia hotel having a meeting and the Are first you sponsored by the Corinthia what? Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. saying it. The Corinthia Hotel. Helen Mirren did. Um, you can Google it. You can find it on YouTube. She did this advert for the um, Oriental Man- Mandarin Oriental Hotel, and it's because um, their logo is a fan. She talks about what she's a fan of. So she says, "I'm a fan of being a badass. I'm a fan of Russell Brand." I'm a fan of my grandkids. I don't know if she's got grandkids, but she's like listing all these things. <laughs> were you hoping you, were, were you, it's going to be me at some point? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is it comes. me? Uh, Joe Pasquale? <laughs> okay, we're close. Um, 
and and like lists like these charities that she's an ambassador of and she, i'm a fan of this i'm a fan of that and then it just ends with i'm a fan of the mandarin oriental hotel and it's so cringe <laughs> so I, if you are going to do an advert for corinthia i think think twice no i'm going to do it and i'm going to say this is where this is I, where i write all my great material <laughs> where is this is it, is it posh the corinthia i don't know it's lovely about it. i'll take you there they have a lovely spa in the corinthia oh hotel. i love a spa oh it's delightful apart from uh where well, a friend of ours uh, uh sister does um she sort of runs all the sort of pr and things there. oh so you are being paid. Uh, no, i'm not being paid no, right. i just very kindly i get yeah. offered the spa sometimes yeah You're there sweet, we go sweetening, no, sweetening not, them up not sweetening up. anyone up. It's just a lovely little... I think we have to... Because uh, that is very much a plug for the Corinth, uh, Corinthia and we need to now undermine that by saying something hurtful about them. <laughs> I've heard, allegedly, the Corinthia kills dogs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, as part no, of their policy... Every, every room they every, rent. Every, every room, room they rent, they have to kill a dog. So now we're on neutral, aren't we? So oh, the, the Corinthia has done well and it's done badly, <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. back to neutral. <laughs> Gilly, if, if a press article came out that the, the Corinthia <laughs> now kills dogs, I'll never be allowed back. It'll be really upsetting. You'll never be allowed. You'll never experience the Corinthia Hotel. And no, it, I, I'm... I, I, that's assuming that I don't approve of killing dogs. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but I, but I, I think... I think if you saw the Corinthia and you went to the spa, you'd probably turn a blind eye to the, bl <laughs> <laughs> to the dog <laughs> massacring. Okay. okay, yeah. And you'd be like, oh, I didn't see anything. <laughs> no longer neutral anymore, I think. No. We're, I don't know where, uh, we've, where we've got to They now. kill dogs with the face masks are delightful. Um, but but they, but have this, they have a three-story spa. Oh, yeah, right. and you and you go massage treatments, massage treatments, mm. uh, facials. They have a little like I, like a they have like a jacuzzi b day. Oh my god, Just, I'm gonna come <laughs> <laughs> to the Corinthia. <laughs> I'm gonna come to the Corinthia. <laughs> and it, it's 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 delightful. Um, and they have saunas and they have steam rooms and they have little shavers and and every single time you go there, I always say to the I say to the, the, the I was about to say say to the little man who comes up <laughs> with the towel, yeah, fresh towel killing a dog. <laughs> but the man who um, very kindly brings me my shaving foam because I asked for shaving foam. They bring you a mini Gillette. I'm sponsored by Gillette, so that's yeah. how I'm plugging them in there. Told you, you can ask for anything, you get it. And they hand me a mini Gillette little pot, and every single time I just take it home with me as well, so you never run out of shaving foam. Not only that, they, yeah, that sounds better. So wait, what you're trying to say is you don't pay for shaving foam anymore? No. It's just really... Or the spa. I tell you what I'm going to do. Do you pay for anything? No, nothing. Nothing at all. So Not that, even... is, that, is that sort of the benefit of doing a popular podcast, is you can say what you want and... Yeah, what do you want, Joe? A hand job. <laughs> I, I guarantee. I, I guarantee you, you'll get one. Great, yeah, you'll, fantastic. You'll, you'll... Right after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but the, I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do, Joe? I promise you, I'm gonna send you a uh, gift treatment mm. from the Corinthia Hotel. Oh, that's so kind of you. Yeah, so you can do it, and then you'll you'll go there. I'm not sure I'll be welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you you will be, but that's your Christmas present from me. Where I'm, is the Corinthia? It is. Uh, it's near that bridge. <laughs> Yeah, it is near a bridge. It's near. It's near Trafalgar Square. It just is. It actually is. I've only been a few times, but it just really is. Was a lovely experience. It's not really near Trafalgar Square. Yeah, it is. It's just up from Trafalgar. It's like behind Square. Westminster. No, it's just down the road from Trafalgar Square. Oh my 
Hold down on. the I road. I think I know the one you mean. Is it opposite? The, there's a theatre opposite. Um, yes. Uh, I've forgotten the name of the, the theatre. The, the Guildhall. It's near the oh, Civil no. Service Club. Oh, I definitely don't know where that is. <laughs> Do you know what I found I did out? a gig in the Civil Service Club. It did not go... <laughs> It did not go well. Did it not go well? No. They were not... Well, they were all civil servants and they just didn't like my... I just... Chris, quickly, on Trafalgar... So I just found out a really... You'll love this, Joe. This is a really interesting fact that I found out. Okay, so you know... I love how it's like... This is my, in my stand-up. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. So you know when you see horses around London, uh, statues of horses, not mm. real-life horses? Yeah. When, uh, when there are four feet of the horses on the ground, it means their rider died of natural causes. Right. When the horses have one leg off the ground, yeah. that means they were injured died. in battle yeah. and died after battle. And if they have two legs rearing off the ground, that means their rider died in battle. Wow. Mm. Look at that. That's a good fact. I think that, go- really no, but that goes back to, uh, I think, even you know, ancient statues in, in Rome, Greece. I think that... Yeah, Is that where it comes thing. from? Yeah. I think it's like a, a sort of an ancient symbolic gesture of, of, of her- heroic... Well, yeah. I, I found this out the other day and it just made me very happy. I like a good fact. Mm. I, like, I found out the fact that you, like loads of like, interesting, that you, you're not allowed to. In that Calif- could have been a good question of the week. Well, it's, it's definitely not. Um, I found out that you can't eat oranges in the bath in California. Why not? <sighs> Don't know. Not allowed to do it. What? Yeah. Like that's a law. That's a law. You're you not, can't eat oranges in the bath. Can't do it. In California. Can't do it. We have I a cat who's, I... uh, who's American over there. You're not allowed to do it, cat. You've broken the law, you badass. She's from California. That's great. What yeah. are you in for? I killed a family of six. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? I had an orange in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're obsessed with massacres. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dogs and families. Yeah. But it's true, apparently. And then the other one that I heard is that if, you, if you're driving down the road uh, in the UK and you kill a pheasant mm. uh, with your car, you can't pick up the pheasant. The, the person who's driving in the car behind you has to pick it up. You're not allowed to pick it up. Um, I love these sorts of things. There's a, a law in... Um, that in Shrewsbury, on one of the bridges in Shrewsbury, on a specific day between certain hours, it is legal to kill a Welshman with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Like it's legal. Yeah. The, the, Which I would like to... Yeah. Someone I'd love to, I would love to kill someone with a bow and arrow because I feel like you'd, <laughs> with a gun... You know, you've just pulled a thing. It's much more satisfying you? seeing like the really arrow. Effort yeah. into, and I bet it's really satisfying when it's sort of Have you fired a bow and arrow? I have, yeah. yeah. They're satisfying. <laughs> have you did it? Did you do it with the um, with the hand glove, like the bowling glove that you have to wear to do it? I don't know if I did actually. Oh, you didn't. No, no. You, yeah, it's a wrist guard. It's a wrist. Oh, you you haven't done it properly then. No, it? I'm. Have I've you fired? Have you fired a crossbow? I fired a crossbow. No, crossbows that... are really yeah. that, that. That's that's something else. You you should go and fire a crossbow. Yeah. What, this sounds bizarre. Do you, it's your weapon of choice to be a crossbow. Probably. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? So. Okay, fine. If we were all dropped into, um, what's the one where they all kill? Not, not Battle Royale. Yeah, uh, Battle Royale. No, what is the one where they dropped into? With, with um, you know, what's it called? The film. The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. Well, it's the same is, yeah, it's Battle Royale. Concept. So if you were dropped into the Hunger Battle Games. Battle Royale's a better film. Yeah, yeah better film. If we were dropped into Hunger Games, what would your weapon of choice be? Love. Yeah. So you would kill people with love. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, no, I'd probably I'd be a kind of poison kind of guy or traps. Oh, really? Sort of ho- Home Alone esque traps. <laughs> you would just be sneaky. Traps. You would yeah. be sneaky traps. Yeah. <laughs> Who would kill someone with a trap? All right. If you were going to design a trap, 
right now. Imagine, mm. imagine a trap. Something slippery, I imagine. Oh yeah. Um, so, so, so a hard surface. Well, like yeah. a water slide. <laughs> I'd sort of entice them up to a cliff edge, and then uh, on the edge of the cliff would be a sort of buttered surface. <laughs> And they would fall to their deaths. No, actually thinking about it, I'd go sniper or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're so, oh, it's wait. just all the cowardly things. Yeah, yeah no, I definitely know nothing I mean, where could, I get close to it. You could combine the two. You could have a slippery server as they fall over, then you snipe them from Yeah. You know. Hang on a second. So I'm... they slip to a kind of like kind of on their hands and knees yeah. stance and then they're easier to pick off, aren't they? Just very quickly, we just had this in just from our Californian native over there. Uh, uh, Kat, is it true? It is true. Uh, wow. It was made in 1920. 1920. And what's, what's the logic behind this law? People, someone choked. People are probably choking. Yeah. Like, in, you know, in, like, Mama Cass. Here yeah. we go. I've got some, I got the top 10 uh, ridiculous law, British laws. Are you ready mm. for this? It is illegal to die in the Houses of Parliament. Illegal. Illegal. Right. Can't die. So if you go in there, if you start choking, saying quickly run out. But if you yeah. do die, I think that you you're entitled to a, um, a lying in state in the in one of the rooms. Oh yeah. You die in the. Oh, oh really? God, I definitely. If I feel like I'm about to die, I'm going to get in <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> it is an act of treason to place a post. I was about to say prostate prostate stamp. Um, it's an act of treason to place a postage stamp bearing the British monarch upside down. Interesting. Uh, quite right. In Liverpool, yes. it's illegal for women to be topless except as a clerk in a, trop in a tropical fish stall. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people breaking the law in Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> Mince pies cannot be eaten on Christmas Day. Is that a law? That's a law. That's a law. In Scotland, if someone knocks on your door and requires to use your what toilet... What website is this? This is The Telegraph. Uh, in Scotland, if someone knocks... I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> a fine publication. In Scotland, uh, if someone knocks on your door and requires the use of the use of your toilet, you must let them enter. Mm -hmm. In the UK, a pregnant woman can legally relieve herself anywhere she wants, including in a policeman's helmet. Fair enough, really. <laughs> the head of any dead whale found on British coast automatically becomes the property of the king. Uh, it is illegal not to tell taxman anything you w do not want him to know, but legal not to tell him information you do not mind him knowing. It is illegal to enter the House of Parliament in a suit of armour. In the city of York, it's legal to murder a Scotsman within the ancient walls, but only if he's carrying a bow and arrow. Wonderful. Are they, aren't they brilliant? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Uh, right, Joe, we got to that point in the podcast, which you'll be very happy for, where Francis asks us a question of the mm. week. So, Francis, let's have the question of the week. Is there a jingle? Yes. Yeah, you can make one. Let's but do it. Ready? Francis's question of the week. Week. How many years is a billion seconds? Mm. Right. So a billion is a million million, isn't it? Mm. Well, it depends on the American or the... No, it's a thousand million. Don't well, that's it. An, 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 a, a, I think the Americans have a different definition of billion to... No, a billion is a billion. Um, Coriander thousand, cilantro, so you never a know. Thousand million, so that's like it's basically another three zeros, mm. isn't it? So well, how many zeros is that? So that's nine zeros, um, and it's seconds. How many seconds? Yeah, a billion seconds. How many years is that? If you work this out, I will be un. Can I can I use my calculator? No, I won't be able to work it out then. I reckon I can work it out. A billion seconds is. Why don't you take a guess, Joe? So, well, if you so you divide the year, you have to divide it by a year, right? No, you divide it by how many, how many <clears> seconds how many are second, on a minute, so it's 60. 60 in a day, that is 60 times 24. 
No, 60 times, times 60. 60 times 24. 6, 6 is 24, that's 240, 2,400 seconds. 2,400 times 24. Come on. I bet you didn't think you'd be and doing so math. Is this fun? <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What? I'm going to guess. Here we go. A billion. So it's going to be, I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say 10 years. 10 years? Yeah. 10 years. Um, there's that song in Rent, isn't there, which is like 525,600 minutes. And that's... Um, 5,224 milliseconds. That's uh, a, a lifetime, apparently. 500,000, roughly. Oh, so you can work it out backwards. So, um, so I reckon a billion seconds is probably more like 500 years. 500 years that's my guess oh my god have you, wait you said you think it would be more than 500,000 minutes well no if a whole lifetime so that if, let's say the lifetime I don't know what they're yeah. guessing a lifetime is but let's say that's 70 years if that's 500,000 minutes then if you divide that times, by times that by 60 I don't know why you're helping Francis surely this is meant divided to be divided by 60 I don't know I'm so terrible at maths you're gonna I'm, just, I'm having a stab at 500 years you're going to have 500 okay. years I'm going to have 10 years I want this to end yeah. okay we're going to find out in part 2 don't worry about that but Joe for now you can sit back relax and you can listen to my diary okay Mexico me llamo Jamie me gusta la queso buenas noches hello Mexico I like how you spelled that yeah thanks very much Miami. <clears throat> These were the words I screamed aloud in my head as I stepped onto the plane to Cancun Airport, ready for my holiday in Tulum. The flight over was far from first class, though. Sophie was first upset that we weren't sitting together. She was a seat behind me, so as the plane took off and was scoring through, I, over I came over to her and kissed and cuddled her to keep her comfort, as a loving boyfriend would do. As it was taking off, that is... No. Dangerous. As it was reckless. <laughs> As it was going in the air. One of the stewards came over to tell us that we were making the other passengers uncomfortable. <laughs> ha! Jealous, I said. No, just uncomfortable, he said. Go back to your seat. Three hours into the flight, while I was gripped by Mary Poppins, Sophie came up to me, panic across her face. <laughs> well, that's not so sexual. <laughs> gripped by Mary Poppins. <laughs> What's happened? I asked. There was no need for an explanation. Her eyes had swollen and it looked like two red apples had, be, had replaced them. She had had an allergic reaction to something. Are they bad, she said in panic. I actually couldn't even lie to her on this one. I said, yeah, they're not good. She had a reaction to the eyelash tint on her eyelashes. Firstly, oh I didn't know what was more bizarre. The fact that you can dye your eyelashes or your eyes can react that bad to it. The good news was we were stuck in, the, in a metal case 30,000 feet in the air for 10 more hours to go. The bad news was I was becoming more and more embarrassed. What made matters worse was, this, was someone, a villain, had made the worst smell possible on the flight. Normally, when someone farts, poops or does something vile on a flight, the aircon takes it away rather quickly. I know, I've tried it before. But this time, it actually stank out the whole cabin. I honestly believe someone had taken a shit in their hand, climbed into the air conditioning and left it there. <laughs> honestly, it stank so bad. We had a saving grace, though. We could get onto the Wi-Fi, which we did discover the best way to cure the reaction. Each one said many different reasons. Scenarios were always... Scenarios were to get rid of the swelling. Most involved calling 999, which was comforting. A few said she would probably have HIV, which was even more comforting. And some said she needed to go straight to hospital. But we were 30,000 feet in the air. One did say, rub olive oil or coconut oil. That should get rid of it. I rushed up and down the aisle to get the olive oil, tissues, anything I could to help cure this horrible manzanas. 
which is yeah, apple in Spanish. No worries. Sophie sat there, mirror in hand, while washing her eyes with olive oil. By this point, we had gained a lot of attention. With Sophie's eyes, my constant up and down to the bathrooms, the amount of olive oil I was taking to people, people were getting concerned. I was up to something shifty. The eyes had calmed down on Sophie and I was resting by the loose, tired from my freaking out. And I caught eyes with the person sitting close to where I was standing. I gave them a friendly eye roll, as if to say, typical. They got up from their chair and came over to me and handed me a pill with a very worried look. Thank you, I said as they sat down. I looked at the pill and realised it was Pepto-Bismol. And it clicked. The whole plane thought I was the person who'd shat themselves. (laughs) 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 That's my diary. That's a lovely diary. Did you hear about the flight where somebody did a shit so bad that it had to land early? (laughs) Really? (laughs) uh, I can't remember where it was, but basically the smell was so appalling (laughs) that they had to to return to base. (laughs) This honestly, I I, I swear. Do you know, know, actually, going back to your uh, Sophie's eyes apparently i was watching this thing on netflix about about counterfeit makeup apparently it's full of like like toxic it's called broken uh, yeah yes. broken it's full mm. of like rat poison and horrible horrible stuff all the stuff which they think is kendall kylie jenner's makeup oh yeah and then it's actually like made in a in a sort of bathtub in Croydon yeah well uh, look all I can tell you what is is whatever that whatever the makeup was was bad actually the center of the <laughs> center of that one of it makeup but this trade, this but... smell on the plane was one of the worst things I'd ever done uh, not, not me <laughs> oh, oh, there we go there we, we go slipped it up whoops uh, right Joe that's the end of part one but we're going to be back in just a second where we're going to be uh, telling you the answer to the question of the week I cannot wait yeah. I bet you can't Riveting. See, you. see you in part two bye bye Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.